0: Hi, my name is Nikki, and welcome to Quick Picks, a reader's advisory podcast for all kinds of media available at the library. If you want suggestions on what to try next, we're here to help. Today, we're not going to talk about books we're going to talk about JRPGs with Elise and find out some of the best games, the best series that have been around a long, long time and why they're so great. And yes, we have video games to check out at the library because we're not just books. Hello, Elise. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, it's good to be back. Um, For all of you that don't know me, I'm Miss Elise, I work at the Round Lake Area Public Library, and I'm going to be talking about JRPGs, which stands for Japanese Role-Playing Games.
0: Yeah, for a lot of us gamers, I think that's how we started off gaming way, way back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Before all of these fancy schmancy consoles that you have today, there was Nintendo, And I think that's where we all learn to love role-playing games
1: if we indeed play them. Yeah, I want to say I actually got my start later. I Mm -hmm. only pretty much had a Game Boy and then a Game Boy Color growing up. And then once the PlayStation 2 came out, that's when I really started gaming. But it wasn't actually until high school when my cousin left for Japan and he left his video games at the house and so I basically stumbled upon a JRPG as many people know as Final Fantasy but it was not until Final Fantasy 10 that I actually got interested and basically sp- sprang my love for video games so here I am today talking about different JRPGs now. <laughs> Final Fantasy got me started too but
0: I think Because I'm older than you, it was a generation before, (laughs) (laughs) but yes. Okay, so given that they're JRPGs, we're going to be talking about games that are for PlayStation, for Game Boy, and basically for those systems. They're not available on other systems.
1: Yeah, so the games that I'm actually going to be talking about today, uh, most of them are for the PlayStation systems. And the two two of the two of the three series that I'm going to talk about are actually playable on the Switch now um, mm-hmm. because that is Nintendo's system. And so because it's based in Japan, those two have crossed platforms quite frequently lately. And so mm-hmm. they're normally available on both. Some of the older games are available on the Microsoft Xbox, like 360, but not much is um, out for the Xbox One, um, which is the newest system. Alrighty. Okay, so what is your first JRPG? So my first JRPG, I'm going to be talking about series because I couldn't just pick one. So I'm going to start with the Atelier series or Atelier. I'm never sure how to pronounce it, so don't hate me. (laughs) (laughs) And I like this series, first of all, because the main uh, protagonist is almost always female. Um, You don't see that a lot in JRPGs. You see them as part of your party, but you never have a solid like female-based cast. And there are some uh, males in the story normally, um, but for the most part, they're all women and they all like to study alchemy or they happen upon it by chance. Um, They always wind up being terrible at the beginning. Of course, like any good JRPG, you're terrible at the beginning, level one. And yet you have to create and experiment with trying to make potions and trying to make different like healing items or new weapons and it's all based through alchemy so you have this big cauldron that you basically toss ingredients into and you have to make the best combinations possible to get the best outcome of these items and it's just sort of fun because it's like a puzzle but at the same time it is that adventure aspect that I like it very tends to be linear though the gameplay but to me that's not a problem I play Solo player games, I tend not to play games that I play with other people because I really like to get deeply involved in the games. and I do like all the side quests. I am a trophy hunter, as I would like to say. PlayStation has it where you can collect different trophies throughout the game. I always try to get a hundred percent trophy. Um it rarely ever happens. I think I have two platinum trophies total in my 500 and some trophies I have on my system. And yeah, not, <laughs> I'm not good at completion, but I try. <laughs> I like that these games take me around 50 hours to probably hundred hours to play. Um, I like that it's very in depth. I love the art. I love the different costumes that the characters wear. I love the different um, personalities. They have, they're all different and I love it. And each game has a new storyline. They tend to go in threes. They do like little trilogies. So they're all based in the same world. So you can see characters that cross over from the different games, but it's each its own story. It has its own background. Some of them have like bad guys to defeat at the end. And some of them are just, you're trying to become the best alchemist. So they're very different. The most recent ones are only subtitled. They are not voiced in English because they come out with them so quickly that they wanted to release them as soon as possible. So they have done away with the English dubbing. So I found that interesting because it didn't used to be that way.
0: Wow. Okay. This seems like a game that's for people like me who just like to level up and level up and level up until we're the toughest person and we can beat anything yes (laughs) I love leveling up that's my thing you you collect your trophies I'll be over here fighting bad guys for the next 10 days (laughs) that works
1: because eventually I'll have to do that anyways (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) now I want to play this game (laughs) it's it's addicting so what's the newest game out for us to access
1: so for the Atelier or Atelier series, the newest game is Atelier Ryza 2, which came out in January of this year. And that is the newest. I have also heard that if you're just starting, that even this one, even though it's technically the second in the series for this character, it is actually a great game to start out with. And what age range do you think it would be appropriate for? It depends. Some of the older titles used to be E10+, but most of these are rated for teen. Okay. But I would definitely say it could be that like 12 and up age.
0: Okay. Yeah. Games are kind of, it's very, it's very subjective. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wonderful. I want to play right now. Let's stop (laughs) this podcast and go play games.
1: (laughs) All right. But what's your next one? My next series that I like is called Ease. Um, it's actually spelled Y-S. I think that's how you pronounce it. Again, I am terrible at pronouncing, so don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> and the I just recently got into this series. Um, the last one I got into was Ease 8, which is Lacrimosa of Dana. And it was based on a shipwreck that happens, and they're tossed on this deserted island. And you follow this main character, Adol, who starts having dreams of this character, Dana, and he's trying to figure out the dreams. He visits the places on the island that he, that appear in his dreams, but it's not quite the same. And so you go through this game where you're still fighting monsters, leveling up, you know, uh, going on quests to find different items, like different branches so you can make better weapons. You are looking for different leaves so you can make healing herbs, um lots of different things to do definitely very quest-based but it also has a lot of beautiful beautiful cut scenes and little animations throughout that sort of bridge the two characters together and it's really really great setting um like I said deserted island while you level up you can venture it further and further into the island you have these different cut scenes that sort of like I said, piece these dreams that he's having together. And then every once in a while, you wind up playing as Dana and realize you're in the same setting. But again, something is just different. And I'm not giving it away because there is a twist later on that just was so much fun to delve into in this world. Okay, great.
0: I did a little bit of research on this. And so I read about how you've got combating demons and the black pearl magic and the palace of Solomon. And it was really fascinating how much story goes with this game. It just seemed like every game released was a different facet of this world, which I I
1: think is fascinating. And it's been around since the eighties. Yeah. I want to say, like I said, this is the first one that I had come across. And then I feel like I got the PS Vita version, which was ease, uh, Celesta I think and again don't quote me on that name it's been a while since I've played the Vita version and it's just this world map that just seems to get larger and larger and larger and it took me I want to say around 150 hours to complete this game and then I was really bummed because I missed the like the very first quest so I missed my trophy so it really (laughs) irked me (laughs) did you start over I attempted to, and then I was like, I can't put another 150 hours into this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I get that.
1: (laughs) But that's something interesting a lot with these JRPGs is that once you finish, it's called New Game Plus, and you literally load a new game on top of your saved file, and it unlocks more, like, side quests and more, like, things that you can do, and different stories pop up, and... uh, It's just so in-depth, like, I can't even fathom thinking about all of this storylines and, like, how it's not just running from monster to monster to town to town. Like, it is an in-depth, like, woven storyline, like an anthology, like, put together in this game.
0: Yeah, yeah, kind of a saga, which explains, I think, a lot why anime and manga Spin off from these games and they turn into stories. Yeah. It's it's a natural progression. Mm -hmm. Fun. Okay. So your third game. Go ahead.
1: Before I get to the third game, I will say that uh Ease 9, Monstrum Knox came out in February of this year. And it came out on the Switch as well as the PlayStation 4. Oh, cool. So then my next series is by far one of my favorite series, it's called Tales, and of course, some of you are like, "What?" But it's—I call it the Tales of series. So, I the two that I'm going to bring up right now is Tales of Zesteria and Tales of Berseria. And so, I'm going to talk mainly about Berseria because that was the most recent one. That one last came out, I think, in 2016, 2017. The newest one is actually coming out in September, called Tales of a Rise, which I'm so excited for. Um, if you can't tell, and <laughs> again, this Tales of Berseria actually had a female main character, and so that really drew me in. Her name was Velvet. She actually came across this terrible incident when she was growing up, where she actually winds up inheriting this daemon or demon arm. And so it, she basically wraps it all the time, but when she's fighting, she actually fights with this demon arm. And so people are afraid of her and it's this negative energy and she's out for revenge and she gathers comrades along the way. This game takes me at least 200 hours to complete. And then you still have to unlock the new game plus and, It's insane. Like I never can get through it the second time. (laughs) It's just too much work. But it's also set in the same setting as Tales of Zestiria, which came out before Berseria. But it's interesting because Berseria actually takes place a thousand years before Zestiria. But for some reason, you play them in the opposite order. But then at the end of Berseria, you find out why things are the way they are in Zestiria. So they sort of connect which I found very interesting because most of their games are on different, like in different worlds, but it's fantastic. They have skits that they sort of like, they have all these different like little head emojis of the characters and they sort of show up on the screen and they talk amongst themselves and you have to click a button. when you see it like on the bottom, if it has like a skit and then you sort of hit it and then this skit triggers and you just see them interact with each other and they're really funny, like, some of them are like, what are you talking about? And some, like, make fun of the characters, but some are, like, it's in order to progress. You miss it otherwise if you don't hit these skits. But then it also has this fantastic, like, cut scenes and this, like, high-octane, like, anime like quality openings and like these big battle scenes sometimes like when you're going in for like the final punch or whatever it has all these special effects and it's just I just can't get enough of how gorgeous the art is and how original each of these characters are like I never feel like they're duplicating something else I feel like they all have their own personality they all have their own quality some use magic some use swords some use a staff you know, some are bare-fisting hand like fighting, but each character has their own unique story and it unravels while you play. And then the group just winds up getting closer and closer together like a family. And it's just fantastic series. I absolutely love this series.
0: And this one's been around forever, too, because I can remember playing Tales of Destiny way back in the day. Yeah. And I think even back then, I was blown away by the graphics. It was really beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that they've kept that legacy going.
1: Yeah. I just love in-depth, like, deep stories that take me forever to play. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like my money or, like, is worth it then. Like, nothing that takes me 10 hours. Like, you know, no. Like, I want these in-depth sagas, basically.
0: Yep. And I think that's what role-playing games are all about. They're very character-driven. It's all about the adventure and the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, these sound like three great games and I'm going to go home <laughs> and I'm going to see which ones I can play. <laughs> Cause yeah, when I play, we have good, ta- we have the same good
1: taste. Yes. So. <laughs> they are absolutely fantastic. I recommend them to everyone.
0: Oh, I thought it was interesting too, that all three of them have different combat techniques. Yes. You have turn-based, you have live action, then you have the weird, um, the bump attack, <laughs> 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 which I have not seen and I am hoping to see that. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah. It depends on what game you play. Because sometimes they change it throughout the different uh, versions like um tales used to be maybe more turn based and then it led more to the open play and it's very interesting because you sort of they develop over time as well and then sometimes they go back to like turn based and stuff and i'm it's always an interesting like tidbit to know like how much you can explore like is it very linear can you travel like around wherever. Sometimes stuff opens up later on. Sometimes it's open from the beginning and you just get crushed because the monsters are too hard. (laughs) But um, yeah, they're just, they're fantastic games. They take me forever to play. The art is fantastic. I mean, New Game Plus is just icing on the cake to add even more great things to those games and can't say enough good things about them. I love them. <laughs> well,
0: that's great. Thank you so much for sharing. I, I always love to bring other types of media to the podcast. And JRPGs are something from my past that I have embraced for most of my life. So <laughs> we're I'm glad to bring up good there. memories. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm feeling very nostalgic. I got to go home and call my brother and we'll talk about Final Fantasy. Oh, nice. <laughs> call me Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sure we'll see you again soon for more manga and other things. Okay. Thank you for joining
1: us. Thanks for having me. Of course.
0: And now for Nikki's pick. Traveling Cat Chronicles by Hiro Arakawa this is the sweetest saddest most heartwarming story about a cat and his human that I have ever read Nana is an accurate representation of cats and their attitudes and Satoru is a relatable cat dad let me tell you how Nana got his name Satoru was trying to figure out what to name him and suggested the word Nana because the Japanese symbol for the word resembles the symbol for the number seven, and seven's a lucky number. Satoru asks if he likes the name Nana, and the cat is offended. That is a girl's name, and he is a strong, strapping young lad. In cat, he says, nope. However, Satoru started petting him on his chin, and he couldn't help but start to purr. And so Satoru took that as approval, and Nana became the cat's name which the cat had to live with because humans are big dumb monkeys who don't learn how to talk cat. And that wraps up cat and human relationships in a nutshell to me. They live happily together for many years and then suddenly they go on a very long road trip throughout Japan. This introduces Nana to a number of Satoru's friends and Nana can't understand why this disruption is occurring. He meets people and other cats and dogs and mostly just acts like a cat, which can be hilarious in all of his superiority. It's lovely and if you've ever loved a cat in your life, you will cherish this book like I do. Life is short, precious, and when you love your pet, it's like your child and you give it the same considerations and promises of a well cared for life. It's beautiful and a tribute to all the wonderful emotional connections that we can have with cats and with others who love cats. And now here's Nick with a suggestion from libraries.
1: Are you tired of finding out you missed a cool free program at the library? The Round Lake Area Public Library's Facebook page is also a destination platform to view live and recorded library programs for all ages. Mark us as a favorite in your follow settings on Facebook to increase your chance of seeing us in your newsfeed, and to make sure you never miss a free library program again. No Facebook account is required to view library live programs. Don't forget to see if your local library has any Facebook programs also.
0: And that brings this episode of Quick Picks to a close. We hope you join us next time for more suggestions in different genres and maybe different media. My name is Nikki, and Quick Picks is coming to you from the Round Lake Area Public Library in Round Lake, Illinois. The end.